So what does it mean anymore to be an expert? Hi, this is Phil Gersky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada. And you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about all things national security related. Pick up any newspaper, online site, blog, podcast, whatever these days, and I'll bet you dollars to donuts, I love that phrase, dollars to donuts, that you'll find somebody cited in that piece, be it an online or offline article, who is described as, or more often these days, self-describes as an expert, an expert in X, an expert in Y, an expert in Z. Do you ever wonder where all these experts come from? Do you ever wonder who decides that they're experts? Where does, it, where does the label originate? It, do you get a degree in expertise? There's actually people somewhere in the world who will teach you to come across as an expert in anything your heart desires. In other words, if you can fake it well enough, you don't have to know dick about anything and you can call yourself an expert. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people when it comes to terrorism and national security who call themselves experts. I'm not sure why they think they qualify as such. I often blame media because the media is all too quick to call anybody an expert. It seems like every time you read something, it's expert, you know, one, two, three. It's kind of the point where the term doesn't mean anything. If everyone's an expert, then by definition, nobody is an expert. And in order to to push back against that, uh, there's two things I want to do. First and foremost, um, please don't call me an expert. I don't like the term because I don't want to be associated with all these charlatans and snake oil salesmen that I've come across. I've seen people in Canada weigh in on matters like foreign intelligence collection and priorities and counterterrorism investigations. And I know, because I know these people, categorically never did foreign intelligence and never did counterterrorism investigations. So how in heaven's name they can qualify as an expert? Uh, You got me. So don't call me that. I don't call myself that. You can call me a specialist. You can call me a 30-year veteran in security intelligence because those are facts. But please don't call me an expert. The second thing I want to do is I want to basically run you through what my background is so you can make up your own mind on whether or not my views on national security and more specifically terrorism are worth listening to. Now, I don't do this to brag or to boast or to sound important. It's simply an elicitation of facts of what I did in my career and what I've done since I retired from the security intelligence world in Canada in 2015, almost six years ago. God, it's been six years already. These are facts. These are not, it's not conjecture. This is not opinion. These are actual things from my past, as well as a few things from my present. And you're the judge. You're the judge, the jury, and hopefully not the executioner. You decide whether or not what Gursky says on these matters is either garbage, because he has no no leg to stand on, he has no experience in the area, or maybe he's got some things that may be interesting to take a look at. So, having said that, here's who I am and where I came from. I started my career in security intelligence in Canada in July of 1983, when I joined Communications Security Establishment, or CSE, which is Canada's Signals Intelligence Organization, analogous to the more uh, 
uh, probably better known National Security Agency or NSA United States, uh, GCHQ, Government Communications Headquarters, United Kingdom, part of the Five Eyes Anglo Network. And I worked as a multilingual analyst at CSE for 17 and a half years. 17 and a half years until the end of 2000 and uh, end of 2000. No, end of 2000 and what? Sorry, end of 2000. Pardon me, I'm getting old, I forget my years. In that time at CSE, in those 17 and a half years, I worked as a multilingual analyst. I wrote thousands of SIGINT reports in those years. Those reports were derived from intercepted communications in the following languages, English, French, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, Romanian, Dutch, Norwegian, German, Farsi and or Persian, Arabic and Indonesian. Those are the languages I worked in. I was not fluent in all of those languages. I was fluent in English, French and Spanish and pretty darn good in Arabic and Farsi. I could read those languages and extract the intelligence to provide government clients. I worked for a better part of a year as a crypt analyst, using my linguistic skills to help in the breaking of codes. I spent a year managing collection and data flow for all of CSE. All the intercept sites were under my purview. I worked as a senior analyst, helping junior analysts do their jobs, acting as an editor of their work, correcting their linguistic errors. I did that for the better part of a decade. I also did a few stints as management, which I hated. Anyhow, that was my career at CSE over 17 and a half years. Then I joined CSIS in 2001, uh, originally as a secondi, as a, as a temp from CSE, because I was an Iranian specialist, fluent in Farsi, uh, knew a lot about Iran, history, culture, political systems, etc., and became the services senior Iranian analyst in January of 2001 wrote dozens of reports on Iran over the next three or four years. The same time, I was asked to keep an eye on terrorist files because I also had Arabic. And of course, the Islamist extremism was was the priority back then. That, of course, being the year of 9-11. And then I morphed into this CSIS Senior Strategic Analyst on Islamist Terrorism. And in my 13 years at CSIS, I wrote hundreds of reports based on Canadian intelligence, Canadian investigations, Canadian human sources. I delivered thousands of presentations, both within CSIS, across Canada and around the world on what the Canadian reality was when it came to homegrown Islamist terrorism. I um, traveled extensively to exchange with our partners. I helped to recruit and train human sources. I briefed people on a regular basis. I gave presentations in the theater to CSIS staff on what this whole phenomenon was all about. And that's what I did at CSIS for 13 years. I then spent a year and a half at Public Safety Canada in the National Security Directorate. Boring government job, but I did get across Canada to do a lot of outreach sessions on radicalization to explain to our, our partners, our clients, average Canadians, community leaders, what is radicalization, what does it look like, and what can you do about it. Did that for a year and a half, gave dozens of presentations. I then retired from the public service in April of 2015, retired for two weeks, and I joined the Ontario Provincial Police's anti-terrorism section of OPP PATS, where I acted as an advisor to law enforcement officers doing counter-terrorism investigations across the province of Ontario. Then I really retired and formed Borealis, the company that I use now to do these podcasts. And since that day, I've written six, yes, six books on terrorism. They've been peer-reviewed books. The first five were published by well-recognized academic publishers, Roman and Littlefield and Lynn Reiner. The sixth one, this most recent one, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada, Confederation of the Present. It's self-published. You can, I'll give you information on how, to, on how to order it at the end of this podcast. 
I've also traveled around the world to 25 different countries giving training on things like de-radicalization, countering violent extremism, radicalization of violence, etc., etc. I've given thousands of interviews to Canadian and international media on terrorism. I have uh, writ I've written thousands of blogs. I've tweeted tens of thousands of times on terrorism. I still read up on terrorism on a daily basis every day. I spend two hours reading every day following terrorist events around the world. And yet, I think that's a pretty good background. I think that shows I've done a lot, a lot of experience. And yet I refuse to call myself a terrorist. Ter <laughs> I refuse to call myself a terrorist. I also refuse to call myself an expert. So you can take my experience and, and do with it whatever you want. You can think I'm making stuff up. You can think I'm embellishing my record. You can think maybe I'm throwing in the odd, what I don't know, inflation on what I've done. I can assure you that everything I just told you was absolutely true. I like to prove it, but it's pretty hard to prove your written intelligence reports when they're still classified. So I challenge everyone else out there, including some of my former Canadian colleagues, that's my background, and I hate being called an expert. What makes you an expert? What's in your background? Why do you think you deserve that term? Anyhow, the challenge is out. The gauntlet has been laid down. The slap across the cheek, whatever you want to call it. I don't think anyone's going to take me up on it. I frankly don't care. Do it what you want. I want I wanted my listeners and my readers to have an honest a sense of who I am, where I'm from, and what I'm confident in stating what I know. It's as simple as that. Please don't call me an expert. I'd be more than happy to engage you, whether it's talking about careers in intelligence or you want to learn about the terrorism landscape. Please contact me. You can reach me on Gmail, uh, borealisrescue.gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. Find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. And if you want to talk about terrorism and national security, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I love talking to people about this topic. Just don't call me an expert. As usual with these quick hits, of course, we have to give you the pearl of wisdom, this time from Nancy Drew. This is the Nancy Drew Guide to Life. To protect and earmark footprints, ring them with stones. The clue of the dancing puppet. I'm pretty sure we have digital cameras nowadays, but Nancy didn't have digital cameras in the 1950s, so, so cut her some slack. Anyhow, I hope you enjoy this content. Uh, go to the website, borealisthreatenrisk.com. You'll find all the podcasts, all the blogs free of charge. And also you'll find a link there to my new book, The Peaceable Kingdom. You can purchase it there for $25 Canadian. Plus postage and handling, depends on where you are in the world. It is signed, of course. And last but not least, you can join us Mondays and Thursdays on YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for Who Terrorized You Today. It's a live stream about all things terrorism and national security related. Love to have you. We've got over a thousand subscribers so far. We have a lot of fun on Mondays and Thursdays. I hope you can join us. Anyhow, what do you think about expertise? Do you think the term is overused? Do you think people should refrain from calling themselves that? I'm curious what you think. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. For those who are just joining us, I'm Phil Gursky, president of Borealis, former Canadian security intelligence officer. If it's your first time, welcome. I'd uh, love to see you guys subscribe and like it on YouTube. It'd be great. Take care and, and thanks again for showing up.